Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old soundtracks for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. And this is Caleb. And this week, Nick has a pick for us. I've got a pick for us, guys. This is from... This originally came out in 1999, uh, but they did issue a official soundtrack release. This is for the video game, the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah! yeah! All right. I'm maybe a little less excited than the rest of you because I did not play this game. Oh, Whoa. Come on. Uh, did you have a childhood, man? <laughs> this was a game I owned. Chris, did you own this game? Uh, I played this obsessively at a friend's house, uh, Reed Rothenberg's house played it over there and then when i got a ps2 i played a lot of the second game okay so because this is i feel like most people played this on playstation one was this also on uh 64 it eventually got ported over to 64 a few years later Mm -hmm. in addition to dreamcast and uh, a couple of other systems do you think the music made it over to nintendo because i know that I think that a lot of the uh, ability to put like full pop songs in video games had to do with like the CD technology of like the PlayStation, but maybe they were able to do that with 64 as yeah, well. I can't say I didn't play it on 64. I think they maybe added some music and added some uh, maybe other new songs, but uh, this game definitely set the standard for uh, music by bands being used in video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the first um, video game that had uh, pop music in it. We can talk a little bit about that later. But uh, it's one of the kind of early, you know, it might be the American graffiti of video games. <laughs> yeah, man. This is when skating ruled the land. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into the first track, and then we'll talk about the video game some more. Here's track one. This is Dead Kennedys with Police Truck. Your dress is a kick in the ass Let's reach your balloon till you shit in your pants No mood child, got a big black stick There's six of us, babe, so suck on my dick And ride, ride, how we ride Let's ride, you ride The left newspaper's by who I'm a bit But the guys at the station, they don't give a shit Dispatch calls, are you doing something wicked? No sorry, chap, we're just giving tickets Let's ride Yeah, man, this is a, a pretty hilariously anti-police song to put in a kid's video game <laughs> yeah, in the dude, late 90s. You think any of the kids understood the subtext of what it was? I don't know. I think that, uh, Chris, you recommended this on one of our episodes, and so it made an impression on you. I don't yeah. know. Did any of the anti-police sentiment seep into your brain? Uh, I, no, I trust the Thor. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I've always thought, like, Dead Kennedys are, like, a very interesting punk act. I'm not a huge, like, uh, punk guy especially in it's a world with a lot of experts and a lot of people with strong opinions and i'm not one of them uh but i like dead kennedys pretty well they're like for me the thing that's the most interesting about them is that they're like a very early american punk act and you know punk music is a lot of like uh you'd say like young white male anger is kind of the general vibe it's kind of like the main propelling force of like the sound and of the crowd and uh, the reality is that Dead Kennedys were very progressive in their politics and very, um, I mean, very cool and based, in my opinion. Yeah, Jello Biafra, still very politically outspoken. Yeah, today. and I think that they were. So this song is actually, I think, maybe from 1980, which is kind of funny that it's like, uh, you know, on this this video game soundtrack much later. But it, it, you know, it does seem it doesn't seem dated in the 90s, but. Uh, 
I think that as a punk, you were constantly having to, uh, you know, play to crowds that had very different politics and, uh, they were very, you know, they had a famous song called Nazi punks fuck off. And, Mm -hmm. uh, they were constantly having to like kind of reaffirm to their audience, you know, what they were angry about, which is like, everybody's like, (laughs) yeah, we're angry white guys. Right. And it's like, no, no, we're, we're angry at white guys. And it's like, no, no, we're angry white guys. Like, no, we're angry at white guys. Focus our hate (laughs) towards something that's like the man. You understand? We're all like fucking Nazis, right? No, 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 man. Mm -mm. The thing that we hate more than anything is Nazis. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm at the wrong show. (laughs) This song was from their album, Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death, which I uh, went out and bought a copy of uh, after hearing it in this game. All right, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it worked. And uh, Jello Biafra, you can also see him in the uh, recent Netflix documentary, Bathtubs Over Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Really, oh, that's right. really he's, incredible. He's like one of the top collectors of those weird... Uh, those Corporate musicals. It's like yeah, the yeah. kingdom of ragu. <laughs> And uh, apparently, Dead Kennedys almost played Saturday Night Live in the uh, early 1980s, thanks to uh, John Belushi. Yeah. And um, I guess the producers at SNL decided not to go with them because of the name. And uh, they ended up getting this other punk band uh, called Fear. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know well, that about was, Fear. I know this story. And like, yeah. uh, I guess for this Fear, you know, performance, they had a bunch of hardcore kids come in, <laughs> and uh, they basically did thousands and thousands of dollars worth of damage to the SNL studio. And uh, Fear also ended up like saying "fuck" on television, <laughs> which got them banned from Thirty Rock for well, Life. Fear got like many other bands like retro, like uh, proactively. Yeah, like I think the Black, Black Flag. Flag were yeah. slated to also be on there and like, or just like no punk they bands. essentially yeah. got an entire genre like band i mean for, the I performance itself of fear that you can see online now that they've like put a you know an edited version up is kind of amazing they you know basically turned the uh studio into like a punk venue it's like people moshing around and, <laughs> and did like a cattle call for like punk kids on the lower east side like yeah. get in here yeah, that's a bad in. idea i know it's a terrible <laughs> idea i think that lauren was pretty pissed at uh, john belushi after this <laughs> But he had a lot of clout, and he, you know he stayed on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did. Uh, what beef bologna was that? The song they played. Uh, I don't know. I think it was. So I, I do want to say before we move on that uh, the Dead Kennedys uh, have some of the best like fake name, like rock name versus real names that I've come across in a little bit. Uh, so Jello Biafra's real name is Eric Boucher. 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 I don't know. Butcher. Um, it's uh, whatever you want. Klaus Fluoride is the. Uh, is uh, on guitar, is uh, Jeffrey Lyell is the bass player. Mm-hmm. It says uh, East Bay Ray on guitar. They don't have a real name for some reason. Uh, Six zero two five is Carlos Cadona, which is pretty pretty good. Uh, yeah, rock stick name. with Carlos Cadona. That's on rhythm guitar, and then on drums is Ted, whose real name is Bruce Lessinger. <laughs> Interesting. No Come on, man. You can do better than that. And there's no theme to any of like, You have the robot six zero two five. Come on, Ted. I've always wanted to be Ted, though. (laughs) Dream name. Man, punk rock is about just making your own rules. You guys want to hear track two? Please. This is Primus with Jerry was a race car driver.
Yeah, I remember this song very well. Yeah, Les Claypool. Les Claypool, very cool guy. Primus is a band that, um, you know, being a kid in the 90s, you kind of just uh, accepted a lot of things at face value. And and, uh, looking back, it's probably one of the weirdest bands that had like a... You know, this was a mainstream band. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think as an adult, you can kind of see a lot more like Zappa energy in it. But as a kid, you were kind of like, okay, this is kind of like Red Hot Chili Peppers, but like, is this just what music's supposed to sound like? Because it doesn't seem like it. I'm talking about Lady with the Hairy Beaver? Like, what's going <laughs> yeah, on here? Pork soda? <laughs> Super fucking weird. I mean, obviously, I think now they're most famous for the South Park theme. Yeah. Um, Les Claypool, because obviously he's gone on, uh, you know, kind of virtuosic bass player. He's like done a bunch of stuff he's played on like five tom waits albums like it or not primus has definitely influenced bands like corn limp biscuit yeah. deftones absolutely <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it or not <laughs> like, like it or, or not, not. <laughs> it's the unfortunate truth <laughs> i mean I, yeah i mean i think deftones is is like a kind of a, a good example of where the sound could go yeah. uh, and you know corn to a certain degree kind of a little bit of a boring story on how they got their name they were originally going by primates and uh, another band called The Primates filed a suit against them. So they just looked up um, primate in the dictionary, and the Latin root word is primus. And uh, they were like, okay, sounds good. But um, primbus, prebus, sounds like a seminaric word. No. <laughs> There's a weird thing, like maybe you guys could answer this or have an opinion about this. I, don't, I really don't know. I honestly don't know. But this song, I think, is from 1991, because I remember this pretty early on. And it was, I feel like it, this kind of sound was kind of associated with like ESPN's X Games. Um, oh yeah, I think hardcore I, sports. Yeah. yeah, but so did this music? Was this music associated with skateboarding before the video game came out? Because I know that there was another video game about skateboarding that came out like the same year, maybe even a year earlier. That had all hip hop. Was that Street Skater? Um, here I, I can bring that up. But like the the question I have is: Is this because this isn't like some of this music is more like uh, contemporaneous to the video game, but a lot of these things are like 10, 20 years old. Yeah. So like what is, you know, but it does seem like skating music to me. Tony Hawk did say in putting the, the music together for the game that the, uh, the soundtrack is very much in line with his musical taste and history of growing up skating. Oh, and that um, a lot of the songs that he had input in more so on this first game where he had a lot more creative control were songs that he either heard growing up or were played at skate parks that were kind of like part of the culture. So I think, yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. So yeah. he was, yeah, when he was on the set of Gleaning the Cube, he was listening to Dead Kennedys. I guess, yeah. With uh, <laughs> Christian Slater. What were you going to say, Chris? Uh, I was, I was going to talk about that. And like, uh, I know Tony Hawk had a huge input. And I was like, I think this was just like Tony Hawk's like, hey, can we get these songs in here? And they were, I mean, he was playing ball and never soft was playing ball with him as far as like, Hey man, whatever you tell us yeah, and we'll yeah. put it in the game, mm-hmm. you know? And I also think like, uh, so skateboarding is a big mixtape culture of like, Hey, check out this VHS tape, uh, and all these like underground sort of like, um, tapes that were put to music. CKY and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 And, uh, in yeah, the nineties, that was all like hardcore. It was all like, um, sort of that yeah. retro, retro music. Play, getting played mm-hmm. on those backbeats. So. I should say that the the other game that I was referencing was also 1999. Uh, Thrasher presents Skate and Destroy. That was oh, like yeah, the uh, that, that was the deep impact to, uh, to the Armageddon. They kind of missed Tony the Hawk. mark on it. Is that was that a racing game? 
No, no, it was a skateboarding game. Oh, I don't know if you're racing. If I you're think racing it was, in it, but probably because that's like one of the interesting things about this game. It's one of the first games I remember that uh, you know it wasn't like there there was skateboarding games on like Nintendo that I remember, and it was like side scrolling, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of it was essentially just Mario, but it looks like you run a skateboard. <laughs> Yes, Street and, uh, Skater for PS1 was the one that came out right before this first Tony Hawk. And that's like the first time that I had heard less than Jake, for better or worse. <laughs> um, but uh, another thing I found about uh, Primus that I thought was interesting, uh, Les Claypool went to high school with uh, Kirk Hammett from uh, Metallica. And after their um, first bass player passed away, Cliff Burton, uh, Les Claypool tried out for Metallica. And uh, I guess it just didn't go well. He like came into the audition and uh, was like, you guys want to play some Isley Brothers? And, <laughs> you know, he's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I guess they didn't think that was too funny. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Because I feel like they have a really good sense of humor, right? Oh, There's no. some funny guys. Metallica Dude, does. Lars, <laughs> Lars is funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, why don't you go uh, try that with Megadeth, yeah, man? John. <laughs> the John Mayer of the metal world. Uh, it, what's uh, Primus is, uh, it's Primus sucks is their, um, like, catchphrase, basically. I don't know. Is that... <laughs> Is it not? Oh, you guys. Okay. I got to look it, it up. It could be. I, I'm not a huge Primus guy. Like, uh, I remember this song more than anything. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a weird vibe. Like, uh, all their songs are kind of a weird vibe. The, it is that a weird song, vibe. John the Fisherman, that is in the Guitar Hero episode of South Park. <laughs> it's like the most difficult uh, <laughs> Guitar Hero level. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, this this song I will say is uh, I cannot not think of Tony Hawk Pro Skater without this is like because it, that it's just burned into your brain. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It, I cannot separate the two, mm-hmm. and it would tell you the names of the songs, which I think was the first time I would see I'd seen that oh, in yeah. a video game. That would give you like a little scrolling thing on which song was playing. I remember a friend of mine in middle school like learned to play this on bass and. It was like the coolest thing we had seen. <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. This is like a... Yeah, it's kind of technically yeah. challenging. Yeah. He's like one of the better bassists out there. Yeah. <laughs> challenging and also not that gratifying because it's like, it sounds goofy and weird. <laughs> I will say just for a point of clarification, I said um, I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on the PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out for the PlayStation 1 but you could play PlayStation 1 games on oh, the okay, PS2. Okay. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got the PS2, I still wanted to go back and play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. So I just didn't want the fans uh, <laughs> to give me any hate mail to say, uh, well, actually, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 came out on the PS1. But just Thank a you, Chris. point of yeah. clarification. Thank you so much. All right, Nikki, let's move on to the next track. Here's track three. This is Unsane with Committed. song in the game chris i do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember them all in the game yeah this is a, a new york band i don't know much about them i was it's funny so i didn't play the game but i was like i remember friends playing it and i like looked back to watch some videos and the graphic style is very similar in my mind to like golden eye it like looks maybe you know like a step above 
but like the the way that the action the way that the camera like uh reacts to going up like half pipes and stuff is actually really really well done i think that's like mm-hmm. and i think the gameplay mechanics still to this day people like hold up as like a really good example of like uh and it's just kind of like you know the notion like, i remember as a kid growing up you know is kind of like sports were supposed to be things that you were you were, like competitive and like the whole thing about skateboarding it was like a reaction against that and you just did it and like you know if you're really good at it people were like kind of excited but it's not like you were like competing against people mm-hmm. and it's like it's the first time that somebody took that and like you know the idea of making a video game where you're like you're there's no enemy there's no like i mean there are points but it's just kind of it's very similar to real skateboarding yeah and that you're just kind of trying to do cool shit and uh just to please yourself mm-hmm. yeah that's Absolutely. about that's about right yeah i think uh there was a game called espn x games for playstation this, this is the first skate game that wasn't like a like they had to figure out like we can't just keep having these like be downhill races because that's like you know racing games are a huge thing mm-hmm. but i remember playing uh espn x games for at my cousin's house who had a playstation and that was like you could be on a bike you could be on like a luge or you could be on a skateboard and there's this they were just these like massive races but you could like punch each other and it was just like <laughs> it wasn't next games at all you just like attacked each other on like you know you're like in africa or something like crazy levels and stuff like that and that was cool i remember liking that game but like yeah it was funny that they were finally like hey let's Let's try to make it an actual sport. I kind of love that. The yeah. idea of uh, some like early 90s video game company being like, it's called, uh, you know, Olympic sports. You can be all any sort of Olympic sport. It's like, yeah. what do you do? It's like, well, say you want to be a figure skater. Sure. So you're racing downhill and you're fighting. <laughs> you're like, okay, what if you want to be like, you know, a weightlifter? It's like, yeah, you're like a big guy. Yeah. You got weights and you're racing downhill. <laughs> pole vaulting uh you have to make your way out of the gym and stab people with the pole apparently when um neversoft started developing this game they had previously worked on a game called apocalypse (laughs) yeah and they were using uh which in apocalypse bruce willis is like the character so they were using like bruce willis's character model yeah with like the same engine for like the early (laughs) beta versions of this game and um I guess they eventually realized that Bruce Willis uh, couldn't be, or nor did he want to be, a uh, professional skateboard character. I have so many questions about Apocalypse, uh, because I came across that in my research, too. And I know Neversoft eventually was acquired by Activision, which later came out with the, the Tony Hawk, uh, like the rest of the games. But um, what the fuck was... <laughs> What was Bruce Willis doing in a video game called Apocalypse when he just made a movie called Armageddon? Armageddon. And I, there's no, no companion film to this game, is there? I, I haven't played Apocalypse, but it, the, the what I saw from it, it looked like a Doom knockoff. Mm. Or like a Duke Nukem yeah. knockoff, mm-hmm. maybe? Because yeah. the Duke Nukem guy was like kind of Bruce Willis-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there, there's like, um, there's kind of a constant meme going around that I think is actually driven by Tony Hawk. I think his, he pretty much the only thing he does on Twitter is to post whenever people don't recognize him. Yeah, why is he in this loop about like... Well, because I think he thinks it's funny because he's, he's always traveling with like a skateboard and people are like, hey, you got a skateboard there. You like to skateboard? And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> so so tony hawk is 
you know, he's the most famous skateboarder Mm -hmm. and he was a famous skateboarder when he was a kid. And then I think right before this video game came out, he like had a huge resurgence because he was like pulling off tricks that nobody had ever done. And so he was kind of, it was like the, the guy to talk to probably the prime of his competitive career or whatever. Uh, but you know, this was made in 1999 and does, Tony Hawk in the video game really look like Tony Hawk? Maybe but from certain angles, not really. And maybe I think that's why nobody recognizes him. Because <laughs> even people that could, you know, kids that would spend, you know, days and days and months and months playing this video game. Well, if, if you're to look at the back of Tony Hawk's head, you would be like, well, that's Tony Hawk. Because <laughs> I played the game and that's the angle he is in the game. <laughs> I mean, if you saw Tony Hawk and you looked down, you saw his shadow and you saw like the, the balls for hands. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's Tony Hawk. This has got to be Tony Hawk. Uh, Birdman. (laughs) Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Um, You're right that it was definitely the the peak of Tony Hawk's career as they approached him. And then this game sort of like carried him into the next couple of years. Because he was already like almost a little too old for skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. uh, When they... He had approached a couple of... I think some... There was a PC game that they tried to make and it didn't work out. And then uh, he was approached by... Uh, never soft to make this who they were like big fans of his and they were like hey you got carte blanche like here's what it's gonna look like and they were like really excited and he was so game for it but um he didn't do the 900 until like they were almost done making the game like they were about to submit it to sony and like there's you can't undo that submission and uh he was like we gotta put in the 900 and they were like oh yeah yeah, yeah we've gotta do it and so like it was almost like not in the game and it would have made no sense I feel like they didn't even acknowledge that that was the biggest trick he's ever done but yeah he was 31 in 1999 big yeah. year big video year game him. and landed the first 900 yeah i mean it's you know it's a feat that's pretty incredible i hear now like a 13 year old can do a 1080 though i mean there's been so many kids that have done 1080 uh i think in towards the end of 2019 mitchy brusco who's like 11 or 12 landed a 1260 but yeah, it's basically just like once kids uh, knew that that was something to try, it's just like, you know, kind of raised the question, like, is it easier for kids to do that? Uh, this this particular of, trick? And absolutely. It's like yeah. the gymnastics yeah. thing where it's like, <laughs> you're never going to be able to flip more times than when you like weigh like 25 pounds. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I think I read recently where he like in some exhibition, he like did some trick and then there was like a, I don't know if he made a statement, but he was just kind of like, that's the last time I'm going to do that. Yeah. And that's like such a weird thing. Uh, I think in, in like competitive sports and you know, oh, basketball yeah. or football or something, you're kind of like you, you retire, but as like a, you know, if you're, I don't know, I, you know, I guess we haven't had that many, uh, famous skateboarders retire, but somebody just being like, I'm not going to ever try to do that again. Yeah. I saw <laughs> like a, there was like a wired video, you know, it was like 20, it was like skateboarding tricks, like 20 levels of difficulty. Yeah. And after it got to like number eight, he's like, and now we're going to go ahead and switch over to, um, just like recorded footage of me doing these tricks because, uh, <laughs> I, I care about my health and yeah. uh, I don't want to like fuck up my body. <laughs> he's 51, you know, 52. Yeah, he's going to, he's oh going to break God. himself and like, he's still doing five forties, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, there's some there's some great footage of him in the mocap suit and the motion capture yeah. suit and mm-hmm. he was like upset with the way they were doing because he's like they had to have the little like white dots all over the board and mm-hmm. he was in like a skin tight thing and he was like 
I don't like this and like I can't really skate well and they're like well just do it and he's like you understand like if I fall I'm gonna like wreck myself and, <laughs> and not be able to compete and they're like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. do whatever you want man. <laughs> should we hear some of track four let's do it it says the vandals with euro barge might be a track listing first in that we've had uh, the same band on back-to-back episodes yeah man. So they were on the uh, idle hand soundtrack that's right and um their drummer josh freeze who's played on over three thousand rock albums you know he's like the most in-demand rock studio drummer <laughs> i um, didn't know that played drums on this a lot of artists we've talked about recently including uh, static x rob zombie <laughs> offspring Dude, and, this uh, guy's everywhere, man. Permanent member of uh, Perfect Circle and plays in Devo. What do you call a guy who hangs out with musicians? What's that, Chris? A drummer. drummer. Hey! <laughs> in your face! <laughs> Come at me! And, uh, the, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. All right. The, 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 the bassist, uh, Joe Escalante, um, now has a radio show, and which he took over for... Uh, Dickie Barrett from the Mighty Mighty Bostones. <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> I wonder Georgie. what kind of tension that created. Like, sorry, Dickie, you're out. Yeah. Sorry, bye. Should we talk about Mighty Mighty Bostones? I was gonna say, is that, <laughs> man, are you, we can, but no, no. you don't want to bring it up. <laughs> we got it. We got to mention. Yeah, they they put out a uh, a the, very well intentioned, apparently. Yeah, I think their their hearts were in the right place. A tribute to Scrubbed. George Floyd. Uh, yeah. A tribute to George Floyd with a full video of uh, wait what's what's the guy's name from Mighty Mighty Bostones the main Dickie Barrett Dickie Barrett yeah, oh, it, was, I remember, it was him skanking yeah right? it was him skanking yeah, yeah. I remember he was a, a friend of uh, Adam Carolla's like back in the day maybe they <laughs> seems like they've had diverging paths politically <laughs> uh, but yeah the video is just a, an you know to my eyes a middle aged man skanking <laughs> on empty streets of L A so gross <laughs> anyways. Well, and the, the weird thing about it is that it was well-intentioned and and it happened and and it was so hated that they removed it from the internet. <laughs> so the, the real thing for me is like, I got to own that video to have. <laughs> got to get that NFT. <laughs> I got to get that NFT. <laughs> just because like, I, it, it scares me that now you cannot find it on the internet and it was just posted. But I mean, I'm sure, you know, somebody downloaded it somewhere, but like... I mean, there needs to be a now that's what I call embarrassing tribute to George <laughs> Floyd. Because remember the one, the, the David de- Guetta? The, the David Guetta on the rooftop during the pandemic. I have a d- 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 dream, dream. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, how tone <laughs> I've, I've watched that video too many times. That guy. <laughs> this is dedicated to all the peoples out there. <laughs> Jesus, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, didn't man. mean to didn't mean to derail. But we, if you bring no, up Boston's uh, yeah. biggest news that the Boston's hey, have had for a couple of decades, so. who knows when the next time we're going to be talking about skanking as much as we are on this episode? We got a now. That's what I call ska. 
<laughs> we haven't even got this is a funny thing we haven't gotten to the ska portion of the soundtrack so uh but we will we will uh, you guys want to hear track five let's do it suicidal tendencies psychovision Got some uh, Venice, California punk music and uh, Suicidal Tendencies had a little bit of a rough start. They were voted um, worst band, biggest assholes <laughs> in Flipside <laughs> in 1982. <laughs> and then the, uh, the next year they were voted best new band. So there you go. Wow. And, uh, some real rags to riches tale. Yeah, Only in America. Uh, this is <laughs> They've had a couple of eras, you know, with their band. Same kind of story with a lot of these bands, a lot of hiatuses, but... Uh, thinking suicidal tendencies uh like second you know era uh rob trio before he played a metallica was playing bass with them oh, nice. i think it's very well spoken and then you watch yeah. interviews with the lead singer mike muir and uh he doesn't speak with punctuation <laughs> listening to him talk is like reading a faulkner novel <laughs> Wait, dude, give me an example what do you mean just uh, i mean i can't even impersonate it but just kind uh, of he, strings words together like that and just doesn't even stop and just yeah. <laughs> three minutes straight of oh. Straight. It, it's impossible to listen oh, okay. to. But yes, thank you, Chris. That was a good impression. As someone that talks a lot, uh, <laughs> I, that, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> Stream of consciousness. Uh, su- suicidal tendencies. They've been on a lot of soundtracks. That kind of most notably, I think, were on the Repo Man soundtrack, mm-hmm. which is uh, a very kind of classic punk rock. Maybe one of the earliest like real punk rock soundtracks. Something we're definitely going to review at some point. Yeah. And a movie that's like very fun to talk about. And then I think they also, in the first Iron Man, uh, I think Tony Stark's like listening to them in his garage. Oh, speaking <laughs> of Iron Man, I stumbled upon a uh, Robert Downey Jr. interview getting ready for this episode that I hadn't seen before where he walks out of the interview. So he's doing like a press junket for Iron Man. Oh, man. And uh, he's like a British interviewer decides to go into his like incarceration stuff and like not gonna talk about it and he's like you know he keeps looking over at his uh you know his like helper or whatever i've seen this i've seen this and he eventually just gets up and walks away and kind of like gives the guy a slap on the back oh man i mean but he's like you know the character of tony stark is like an evolving character and he's uh, becoming a better man throughout the movies much like you are today and that's kind of where it starts and he's like oh here we go he is one guy everyone forgets how much Robert Downey Jr. was like a complete fuck up for like a long time for like uh, seven or eight years. Like he was a total mess. Uh, I think from this like, <laughs> Hey, he, you know, he paid his debt to society and those episodes of Ally McBeal are available streaming to this day. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> what was the, uh, there's some movie that was like uh, some family, God, have I talked about it on the podcast before? But it's some like family Thanksgiving movie with a bunch of uh, cast members, and um, uh, I'll think of it in a sec. But I, th- I think the the director pulled him aside at one point and was like, "You think you're fooling everyone, don't you, Dan? Oh, that was <laughs> don't you have Home for the Holidays. Home for the, the Holidays. The, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that movie. Holly Hunt, I think, or Holly. What was her name? Yeah, no, Helen Hunt. No, no. <laughs> Helen Hunt. I'm gonna have to edit this part <laughs> out. Yeah. <so. laughs> Um, anyway yeah watch home for the holidays and like he is just 
dilated eyes, just <laughs> Xanax mush mouth the whole time. Oh, man. Kind of is how he was in uh, Scanner Darkly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but well, he, he leaned into it. It was animated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even still, man. I can, you can all just tell. You, you can, can tell, tell, man. Do you guys have anything more to say about suicidal tendencies? Uh, no. I mean, I was going to say it, it's pretty funny... Um, there's a lot of salty language in these songs and to think about what I was reading a little bit. So these video games have been remastered or kind of basically recreated. That's like a new thing in video games, something that I guess has been happening in, uh, in music and movies for years is finally spilling over into video games where they're taking these classics that were done on like old machines and look mm-hmm. like complete garbage. And they're basically just putting a bunch of money instead of like, they're just remaking it. Oh, the exact yeah. the same new Wind Waker is amazing. Yeah. 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 And so they, they recently put out, it, they consolidated this, this video game and its sequel into a new like remastered version. Tony Hawk looks like Tony Hawk. Finally. He, he looks tired. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he looks keeps, exhausted these days. He keeps like waiting for people to recognize him. There's no other people. Uh, but it's got, so I read that, first of all, they, uh, they edited some of the music to take out some of the dirty words. Yeah, it's on Switch, man. Yeah. And then uh, also, I think... <laughs> When you wipe out an original, there's like a kind of a comical blood splatter. Yeah, it's uh, it's so bloody. Yeah, you get so battered in that movie, <laughs> yeah, in that show. And then Game. They, yeah, God. they got rid of that for, with the sequel. But I think it's funny. A little, it's like sanitizing, but uh, it's like I feel like uh, kids in today's world have to deal. The, the, today's world is very unsanitized for children. I feel like uh, they're exposed to way more than we ever were. <laughs> Oh, and the absolutely. idea that we got to take out some of the dirty words from fucking suicidal tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> Name of the band. Yeah. Suicidal <laughs> tendencies. It's like, the tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if kids today heard the F word, they would just lose their minds. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing on TikTok, son? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you following there? I guess uh, in, adi- <laughs> in addition to Tony Hawk, we can also thank uh, Eric Calver, who was the music supervisor for. Um, all these Tony Hawk games for basically burning these songs into our uh, childhood and uh, our lives forever. I, I gotta say, I, I think the repetition of uh, how many times I played this game, I mean, definitely, they had to at least have, you know, 10 or, or 10 plus songs because if it were just like video game music, I mean, it would have ruined my brain. Like yeah. I remember I playing like Pokemon on Game Boy for like eight hours straight. I could hear the music in oh, my yeah. brain afterwards. Same with like Super Mario yeah. for SNES. Yeah, yeah, if you play it for hours on end, you know, you're going to... But now I, you know, instead I had suicidal tendencies in my brain. <laughs> and also I would hear the music. Yeah, so. I'm a little apprehensive about our view portion of this uh of this episode because I, I I don't have any associations with uh, these songs in the video game so I, I don't know if we're going to agree on stuff but you skate though right no I don't you know a lot about skateboarding <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, there was a good meme I saw this week someone uh, I forget which Instagram account maybe is Grape Juice Boys nice they posted a photo of like an em- empty warehouse level and it was like <laughs> You know, they finally discovered what was under the uh, the pyramids of Giza. It's just like the Tony Hawk course. It's yeah. <laughs> amazing. It's that. good. You guys want to hear track, uh, where are we at? Track number six. Yeah. Even Rude. Vilified. I thought you wanted to be my friend. I thought you wanted to be mine. When I see your face, won't be a blast. I've been trying to clear my throat when I try. 
um, <laughs> a little bit of hip hop influence in there. How do you feel, Caleb? <laughs> that one bummed me out a little bit. Was that <laughs> a, what level was that in? Do you guys remember? Is, it was all jumbled. Okay, uh, so it would yeah. be a random song every level you played. Was there? Uh, don't tell me which, but was there a song that you were bummed out about popping up, or a song that you were amped up about? I always loved Primus and Dead Kennedys popping up. Okay. Um, and I think there was, well, there's a few coming up that I don't want to spoil. Um, and yeah, one, and my one answer to that is one I don't want to say quite yet. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. You'll know. I guess that'll, know. that'll, that'll, be, that'll be your version of the final review. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not excited to hear this pop up at this point in the video game. <laughs> I mean, Even Rude was a band that was definitely embraced by the extreme sports community. Nice. And uh, they were a band that um, played a lot of concerts at uh, things like X Games and Gravity Games. Uh, they're still putting out music today. But yeah, some of these bands and some that we'll get to later, um, that's how they made their bread and butter before they maybe made a little bit of money from being in this game was they would um, you know, get hired. And as part of their uh, label contract, they would go out and play shows for skateboarding competitions and yeah. bmx competitions those were like a concert in themselves those yeah. x game my brother went fans to, warp tour you know yeah. kind of things oh, yeah. dude i was reading that um a lot of the bands that are on the soundtrack so we should say in the re-release of the video game they consolidated the two uh the two original soundtracks and i think they might have at least in the the soundtrack release they might have clipped some out but uh i was reading that a lot of these bands are like having a big renaissance as far as sales <laughs> yeah. and streams and it's it's surprising to the members of the bands yeah, yeah for yeah. sure so like, it was what is going it on? was a huge godsend when uh, i mean a lot of you know a lot of the kind of crowning achievement um for some of these bands is its inclusion onto this soundtrack and then when they reissued this game a few years ago the fact that it was which is really cool that they put the same music on yeah that's and, like yeah, throwing some new stuff too yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, the, but the the fact that it's like we're not going to just put on a bunch of like what skaters listen to now. It's like we're doing the classic game for the people who like the game, yeah. same music, and now these people are like, uh, yeah, the, these bands are ready to try to piece together a fifth version to get on the road. <laughs> the Vandals, man, peaked in '99. Idle Hands and Tony Hawk. <laughs> like, it's a good year. That was yeah. a great year for the Vandals. Napster had dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that might hurt them a bit. In retrospect, but um, man, I was uh, looking. I mean, this is one of the most successful video game franchises of all time. Um, they did kind of sputter out after like the fourth um, Tony Hawk Four. They're like, I don't know, what do we do now? So they I mean, went. Even Tony Hawk said that the fourth one, you know, he's like, I can't speak too much to that or the music. Yeah. You know, I really didn't have anything to do with it. I just uh, collect the checks. Well, once, uh, once Bam, uh, Bam Margera started becoming a bigger part of it, they were like, well, Bam's the guy. Let him do all the crazy oh, stuff. So, yeah, yeah, he was in three and I think four, <laughs> and then he had his own spinoff that was like a cky like you, you have a goat under your <laughs> arm and then like this guy's on a he's got a gesture hat <laughs> so i know that i think um at tony hawk's behest you he was the one who suggested there should be other playable characters of other famous yeah. uh you know less famous um skateboarders at the uh, time yeah we should shout yeah. out some of those skateboarders there was uh bucky lassick yeah bob burnquist chad muska jeff rowley jamie thomas 
Kareem Campbell, Andrew Reynolds, Rune Glyphberg. Yeah. Glyphberg was my dude. Bucky Lasik was my guy. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. Screw Hawk. Um, yeah. I never, never played as Hawk. I never played as Hawk. Why really? would you? Now. Uh, no. no ladies. Sell out. No ladies, unfortunately. This was 99. I think that there was uh, no, one. There was, there was one. Alyssa Steamer. Oh, okay. Alyssa Steamer. And then you could. There was the unlockable. Unlockable. Uh, like <laughs> Officer Dick. Yeah, there was Officer Dick. And, and then a, a yeah, cheat was, code was another. Uh, there was like hot female. Just some buxom polygon beauty. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Every teen boy's favorite. <laughs> With the Tomb Raider proportions, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> There's something. Dude, uh, when you look at video games in the late 90s, it's so revealing of the power of the human brain to convince itself that they're seeing a real realistic uh video game yeah because the fact that they were trying to do anything sexy on like a thing where the, it i mean it's not even virtual fighter it's just like yeah. <laughs> it's, they don't they don't look like people but it's like uh and they you know like the face is just like plastered on it's <laughs> fucking hilarious and it's cool but uh but the fact that yeah as a kid you were convinced that it looked like real life it's yeah. amazing to me yeah. We, we talk about this all the time. The, uh, the CRT, uh, yeah. uh, so like CRT TVs or the cathode ray tube television, yeah, big old school TVs, big old school. And now we've got the flat screens and plasma screens and stuff. But what a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't realize is that a lot of those games were made to show up on CRT TVs. Mm hmm. And so when you go back and play them now, the pixels look terrible. Yeah, especially it's like, like real block. You know, and you're like, God, I remember this being better. Like as a Nintendo kid. or Super Nintendo games because it's, you know, it's obviously it's mapped on the pixels, but the pixels represented, they're like glowing pieces. So it fuzzes them out. But PlayStation in particular, because it, it was the height of them designing for cathode ray TVs. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you look at some like, you know playstation games now and you're like on the flat screen you're like god like i thought this looked better it's almost like unplayable well it's like you, it's half nostalgia and it's half like it's not meant to be on a flat screen yeah well it's kind of like if you would if you'd only seen like the you know the degas painting or what a sunday afternoon on the grand jot or whatever if you'd only seen it like across the room and you're like oh it looks so like realistic and yeah. then one day they just sit you right in front of it and you're like i just see I just see these fucking splotches. I can't I tell see anything. Man. Is this a lady? <laughs> yeah. Is this a dog? She's drinking out of a cup, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, for the purists out there, you got to play it on a uh, cathode yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't get rid of them these days, though. So if you change your mind, <laughs> you, they're, the they're garbage man will not take them up. <laughs> I used to have one in my old apartment and couldn't get rid of it. Uh, goodwill will not take them. Uh, <laughs> I got into an argument. You with can't the guy throw it away. Tell. You'll get yeah, fined you by New York City. <laughs> It's, a it's like impossible. So it's better off just like, you know. You have to destroy it. <laughs> you have to destroy it. Even then, you know, the parts you can't dispose of. <laughs> Guys, it looks like we're coming up on a break. All, All right. right. Um, at the end of the episode, we are going to add a track to the track listing Spotify playlist. This week, in honor of the Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater, we are going to add one of our favorite bird songs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's a loose bird in the studio. <laughs> and then I think that Chris put together a game for us. I did. I got a good game for you guys when we come back from the break. All right. I'm excited. So stay tuned. Stick with us.
Welcome back to the soundtrack for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. But before we get back to the soundtrack, Mr. Darden, do you have a game? I do, Mr. LaGrosta. What do you have for us, Chris? I have brought back an old game we like to call Vocal Fry. Hey! Dusting off the old uh, Jumanji game. (laughs) 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 Um, This game, we play uh, a series of isolated vocals, and you guys have to guess what song they're from. We um, definitely have to team up because I'm bad at this game. I yeah. feel like I don't know. Yeah, we're I, together on this. Hopefully, this doesn't end our friendship. You guys doing okay after the last game? <laughs> we're fine. We patch things up. Um, I, th- I mean, balls in your court. I said it last time. Um, okay. I, I'm here on bended knee. Uh, <laughs> but th- this one might end all of our friendships. Uh, and I, I should say. If you're listening uh, to this episode with headphones, uh, here's a warning. <laughs> turn them uh, up. Turn, turn them up. All the turn way them up. up all the way. No, there's, there's going to be a series of, of terrible sounds uh, you're going to wish you never heard. So, <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys ready for this? Yeah, I hope that you have some hints to help us along if we're if we're stumped because I feel like that is probably going to happen. Okay. <laughs> how many um, pulling up how many some, rounds do we have we've got four rounds four okay. rounds four rounds you guys ready for clue number one ready you see that nick why don't you why don't you hit clue number one and brace yourself here we go clue number one Wow. <laughs> what a uh, legendary vocal take. <laughs> oh, Is he saying any? father and then mother? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's this, what he's saying. And this the- sounds very like emo, <laughs> kind of uh, pre-emo, primo. Kind of um, primo. It sounded like Ozzy to me for a second, but then obviously at the end, it's a little... Uh, it's like getting a little theatrical, like something that's going to lead into like Panic at the Disco or some sort of like a... Maybe it's Fallout Boy? Fallout Boy. It might be earlier than that. It might be some sort of... It's not Mars Volta or something, but... uh, In that arena. Should we hear it again? Let's hear it one more time. <laughs> Here's clue one. <laughs> The voice does sound familiar. All right. Is this late 90s? Do you have a year on this? Uh, close. It's 2001. 2001. Okay. Um, 2001, kind of pre-emo. Let me, let me tell you this. Uh, this song earned the band its first Grammy nomination in 2002. Is this System of a Down? Do we have a name of the song? Is that... Um, that's good. That's good quizzing. I don't know any uh, System of Down song. Is, is it? Um, is it that? I don't know the name of the song, but it's not the one that's like you wanted to. Let's let's hear the answer. Yeah, 
that's uh, that's Serge Tankinen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, Chop Suey. Chop Suey. Oh, oh and God. God, you guys seem a little sleepy. You need to wake up. <laughs> you want to? You got Clue Two coming up. This is Strong. not. This is not a band that I ever got into. Can we hear the Clue for Number One again? <laughs> All right, no, no. no, no, no clue Two. So it's Chop Suey, System of a Down. Uh, that was pretty good. Good okay. quizzing. Right. I'll, I'll, the, I'll, I got the band. Yeah, yeah you that got the is band. all. That's the important Nick. part. I have no fucking clue. All right. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. yes. Here's clue two. Clue two. I felt this way before. So insecure. I have the band. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have the band. R.I.P. I don't know the song. I think that's Chester from uh, from Lincoln Park. It sounds Lincoln Parky. That is Lincoln Park. So <laughs> is that some literal <laughs> literal vocal? Caleb, fry. I didn't know you were a singer. <laughs> I got some pipes. Uh, <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is? Oh, I mean, Caleb Barry. <laughs> I don't. It's your cousin, Caleb. <laughs> this is another. I feel like it's like wake me, wake me up. All uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the title. Oh come on, guys! It, there's one of two Lincoln Park songs I probably would have picked. Well, let's hear the clue again. Let's hear the clue. I felt this way before. So insecure. Hasn't changed. I, I just maybe say insecure is the song title. <laughs> let's go. Let's listen to the answer. I felt this way before. So insecure. some big guitar tracks very yeah. impressive yeah it's a <laughs> what is that song title it's called crawling uh, crawling by lincoln park yeah, come on know. it won uh, a grammy guys I, I know there's a bunch of best hard rock for best people. chester <laughs> people are big fans of lincoln park and i'm not gonna hate on those people but uh usually when we play this game like the isolated vocals sound terrible and then when it goes to the full version you're like oh yeah like i don't know that still sounds bad to me <laughs> yeah um I, I think it's accentuated uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i'm having a, a kind of a weird week right now so <laughs> defined by the clues that i've chosen for this. um you guys want to jump into clue number three i'm sure. ready okay let's take a listen so boy, something I'm numbing at Boy, some things ain't boy. So something I'm numbing at Boy, some things ain't boy. Boy, something. All right, I think I've got the song. You think I got the song? I, I mean, I song. Is, that, is that a core? That's a corn track, right? That, is that's that... absolutely Jonathan. <laughs> if it's not Jonathan Davis, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. I was, you know, that was my uh, my first inclination. But it's a band that's been ripped off by many other lesser bands. So I was corn, prepared to be. I, I will say that corn is all right. Yeah, oh, okay. I'll die on that hill. Okay. But Do you want um, to hear the clue again and, and read? Hey, and make sure? <laughs> well, let's make sure that that's. <laughs> so, boy, boy, some things ain't boy. <laughs> I think that's the break. It's not bad. No, the breakdown from Freak on a Leash. Let's hear the answer. That 
is Freak on a Leash Freak by Korn. Amazing music video. Amazing. I mean, it's so much work to get the songs to have that sonic quality to them, I will say. Yeah. It's a ton of work. It's hard to write those lyrics, too. Poopity scoop. Poopity poop. <laughs> I remember learning that song on, like, a piano at one point. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's, like, got a pretty melody. And, like, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it seems like it's going well. And then as soon as you get to that part, there's just not so, much man, to, man, you just have to bang <laughs> on the <laughs> I <laughs> I will say as a kid I thought that was the coolest part of the song. I, I literally I was like because he so goes go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <rock> it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, at least he doesn't pull out the bagpipes in that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are on fire. You guys okay, are doing okay. okay. We're doing, you guys right. are doing pretty darn well. We need each other on this. And this is the last clue. Okay. For all the marbles. <laughs> all right. I'm scared. <laughs> Here's clue four. Well, he's a wizard to the nightfall. Lonely is alive. My head's spinning round and round. But in the seasons of the wizard, we're standing to never be strong. <laughs> all right. I think I've got the singer in the band. Okay. What are you, what are you thinking, Caleb? Uh, it's definitely familiar, but I, I'm not pulling anything. So, so I, why don't you... I think this is a... Uh, I'll give you... 80s hair metal yeah i think this is motley crew i think that's vince neal <laughs> this is the the much <laughs> yeah it it reads 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 okay i was gonna say poison for a second but no i think that's vince neal and like i might have to hear the clue again to come up with the yeah, song title yeah, yeah let's hear the clue again well he's a razor to the nightfall lonely is the last my head's spinning round and round but in the seasons of where the was standing to never be strong <laughs> It's, it's either going to be like best voice in rock, not, by the way. Have I, I I, this is it's not girls, girls, girls. I it's fucking not, hate. I hate uh, Molly Crew. It's but not it, Doctor Feel Good. Is this I the think one where Shout at the Devil? Yeah, because it goes boom. Shout, shout. I'm gonna say Shout at the shout Devil. This is also in the last episode, yeah, right? No, this is episode. Well, you haven't been paying attention, Caleb. Oh, let's this? take a let's take a listen. <laughs> answer to clue four. Oh, Check out our idle hands episode. Yeah, I pulled a sneaky on you, Caleb. You didn't. You didn't hear that song just last week. <laughs> I recognized it by your impression of doing Vince Neil from a week ago. Yeah. I that, couldn't resist. That's how good it was. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable that people were in awe of his voice. I, you gotta I, hear this guy sing. He's, I mean, it, it just blows you away. He had to do like a, he had to get a shot in his butt every night to hit those high notes. Like, oh, oh my god, man. what a joke! Keeping in mind that this is the studio recording. <laughs> yeah, this, isn't... this is not live. <laughs> I heard he cut off his own balls to hit those high notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chrissy! Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, guys. That was a fun game. It's a fun game to put we together. Just yeah. Cut it together. I'm bad at that game. But Apologies to uh, everyone's eardrums out there. Um, <laughs> I like that you labeled one of the clues "warning loud." <laughs> yeah, <I didn't> <laughs> thank <laughs> you, Chris. It's coming in hot. You know, <laughs> hot vocal tracks. You guys want to get back into Tony Hawk of all soundtracks? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's drop in. All right, coming in on track seven. This is the Ernie's. With here and now. 
Here we go. Yeah, like so many of the bands in the soundtrack, uh, these are a lot of bands that had like like several iterations, like uh, formed in the late 80s, early 80s, split up, like put back together, like having to retool. And uh, this is a band in, uh, in 1997 added a member, uh, Chris Bondi, who was uh, an expert on turntables, which I think you can hear in that, and also the theremin. Oh, nice. Which I feel like uh, maybe theremin music out there. Something I haven't thought about much. There's probably a lot of uh, theremin players that had to like adapt or uh, or go away, yeah, and they, maybe they pick up the turntable. <laughs> Theremin's an overrated <laughs> instrument. <laughs> oh, got one in the room right here. <laughs> uh, do you guys know where the Ernie's got their band name from? Uh, Sesame Street. What? <laughs> no? Is it Sesame Street? I don't know. Uh, apparently, Will Hummel was at the lead singer frontman was asked about that uh, where they got their name from in an interview, and he said, uh, "I'm going to give you three choices, and you have to pick which one is correct." <gasps> Two choices. He didn't lie. reveal the answer, so I'm going to read you guys. That's what, a, that's what a he great said. Uh, interview strategy to yeah. answer every question with another question. <laughs> so the Ernies are apparently named after either. A southern slang term for bending a note on a guitar. Or the Ernie's is their own inside code word for a joint. Nice. Do we have time for an Ernie? Okay. Or is Ernie Coach Ernie Pantuso from Cheers, played by Nicholas Colasanto? Of course. I think it's Ooh. a joint. I, I think it's a joint. I choose to believe joint. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's the Ernie. What about if it was Coach Ernie Patuso? Do you guys know that character? <laughs> I, very, I wasn't a Cheers guy. It was a little a, before my time. A tertiary Cheers character. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say that. I'm familiar with the show, of course, but I'm not, I'm, I can't I'm visualize. Gonna, I'm going to say joint. I, it's got to be joint, but... I like that. Ernie's having some mystique. But it's like a Joker style thing. You know, I got these scars. Here's three different stories. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I think in that same interview, these <laughs> good impressions. <laughs> they were asked about how they felt Give about this man an Oscar. Same guy, Will Hummel from uh, the Ernie's, was asked about how their music ended up in Pro Skater. And um, I think he said it was kind of part of their label deal that we mentioned earlier for them to play uh, X Games concerts and stuff like that. And they had had a song that was in Basketball, which is a soundtrack that's been on my radar for a little while. Yeah. And um, it's the uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone movie. Yeah. I mean, a lot of bands have answered that question of like, well, we've never met Tony Hawk. We don't know why he likes our songs. Our yeah. lyrics are pretty weird, even for us. We're not sure what he even <laughs> like liked about these lyrics. So he's, he's, he's got to be a weird guy. We hope guy. to meet him someday. Yeah. You know, I think he's an eccentric dude. You know, he seems, well, I strangely my, normal. My, my uh, opinion would be that he brought a lot of the older songs like definitely the dead kennedys and like primus and stuff and then maybe some of this because i feel like this song came out maybe a year before the video game or something i think that there was also a music director who was just kind of like what's happening on these like espn broadcast type thing 
This yeah. is from Messon Ray. And also what is maybe yeah, right. what might be cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might be cheap for a video game. These guys were on Mojo Records, uh, which also has uh bands like the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Remember oh, them? Oh man, that did not mm. that was never good. Yeah. Cherry Poppin' <laughs> Daddy. Well what did that mean? They loved like maraschino cherries? Maraschino. Is that well, what that we're talking about? Well, well I'm gonna give you three options. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's either a southern slang, no, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, like real big fish, uh, and uh, a band we're gonna hear. They did that cover of "Take on Me." That's right. That's how I know that. That's name. where. Uh, that's what I know them from. <laughs> and the then, ska uh, "Take on Me." <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then um, I think well, there's a band we're gonna hear. Um, yeah, yeah. This is definitely is also on Mojo Records. So maybe there was some sort of Mojo this, Records. This song deal. is like uh, dipping his toes into third wave ska, but I think that we're we're about to take a full on plunge. So maybe we should uh, just uh, gear ourselves and jump in. Track eight. Yeah. <laughs> the Suicide Machines. New girl. The first thing I'll say about Suicide Machine is that, uh, you know, they weren't a band that was fresh on my mind (laughs) these days. And, uh, you know, I watched an interview with them and the singer was um, not really being helpful in the interview. You know, the interviewers asking like, you know, you guys have recently been documenting um, the creation of all your music over the years on Instagram. Where can people check that out? Like, what's your Instagram handle? And the guy's like, I don't fucking know. He's like, okay, <laughs> cool, man. And then, you know, he mentions the word ska yeah. and the main guy is like, we're not a ska band. We're a punk band and we, you know, integrate hardcore music. And I was like, okay, well, let me like go to Spotify and listen to some of Suicide Machines music. Yeah. Everything I heard either had horns in it yeah. or was extremely ska. Yeah, man. I this mean, is there's, like there's uh, punk influence. Sir, you're in holding a trombone. Yeah. <laughs> this is like. <laughs> it's definitely that kind of moment. It's the fucking end of uh, Inglorious Bastards where it's like. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like the Nazis that go home and they take off the uniform. I don't like when they go and put the old trombone in a case and put it under the bed. I'm going to carve a trombone into your forehead. <laughs> so everybody knows he made ska. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll always know. Third wave ska. Here we are. This is uh, the band's original name. Do you guys know about this? Uh, Jack Kevorkian. Jack Kevorkian and the Suicide Machines. Oh, which I think is catchy, but you know, might open yourself up for some liability. Yeah, that's got to be what happened. (laughs) I I couldn't find anything on like why they changed their name. Seems um, very obvious. But uh, but as far as like, uh, I think that's kind of a funny. Funny name and also a funny like origin to a, a less funny name. He, funny enough, Jack Kevorkian, huge ska fan. Oh yeah, huge ska fan. <laughs> like, he loves horns. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the best like uh, old ska singers, like uh, first generation, they he like killed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. painlessly, painlessly, um, and it was their option. And yeah. that's um, they weren't even yeah, sick yet, chose. but he was just like ska's got to end. <laughs> Here's uh, just take this pill. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
<laughs> I'm going to say that. So this uh, more evidence that they are a ska band. Uh, this this song is off of. Do their, you see Exhibit A? <laughs> exhibit A. This is off of their first release called Skank for Brains. Oh come on, man! Why is he saying they're not a ska band? I don't understand. <laughs> Smells like a ska. Tastes well, like, ska. like ska. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say, as far as third generation ska goes, this song is like pretty listenable. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's not bad. It, it worked great in the game. I, for some reason, I haven't really been weighing in on how I like or dislike any track on here, but uh, I'm gonna like defend this kind of bad '90s ska song. It's fine. Look, man, hook line sinker back in the day. Yeah, I, yeah. I was a big fan. Oh man. Um, I um, getting back to the game for a sec. I don't know why I never really sought these songs out. I think I downloaded a few on Napster, but I never quite tried to purchase an album of any of these things. I think the next band we're going to hear was the only one I followed up with. And my brother was a huge Primus fan. Yeah, so I already knew about Primus. They made me go out and buy a Dead Kennedys record. I bought like a Primus DVD. <laughs> nice. <laughs> of right. all things. Oh, they've got all those weird animated um, music videos, right? Yeah, Les Claypool's a big Tex Avery fan, big yeah. animation fan, and kind of incorporates like cartooniness into his whole image. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the next band that we're going to hear as well i bought some of their music all right yeah. well that's a pretty good segue let's jump into the next track this right. is track number nine here's goldfinger with superman so here i am growing older all the time looking older all the time feeling younger in my mind and here i am doing everything i can holding on to what i funny skate culture is alive and well thriving skaters today they don't look much different than skaters when i was growing up yeah. uh i don't know if the ska carried over i, I think, think of, so. out of all this soundtrack i feel like the probably the top half of the soundtrack you could blast at a skate park and people would be i mean maybe not the primus maybe primus would <laughs> rub some kids the wrong way but uh, i think it would be you know the aesthetic would be fine i think that once the horns come out Ah, you're going to get some angry teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this song was basically the unofficial theme song of the franchise. Absolutely. And when Absolutely. you drop into the first level, this is the first song that kicks in. Yeah. I, uh, I came, I was like hinting at this song for like seven tracks. I was like, we're going to hear a song. And this is the song <laughs> that I sought out. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'd, I'd say this song is the iconic song of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Yeah, I love this song. I still love it. I, I still like it, it's now it's like I've seen it uh, get memefied again uh, a lot recently, like somebody getting horrifically injured in this song playing in the background. There's <laughs> like, oh, a God. video I saw of them doing like a quarantine home performance of this song. And, you know, like it's it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, man. I, I, I mean, OK, Goldfinger, the two songs I really care about uh, from them are this one and they're uh cover of 99 red balloons which is the the nina song oh yeah i remember yeah. that yeah i i love that song and i thought i'd have to hear them back to back but i think their cover holds up 
in a pretty big way. Maybe better than Nina's version? I don't know. I don't know. Caleb's not what? sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, hers is in German. I can't understand it, Caleb. She did an American version. <laughs> but it wasn't as good. Uh, <laughs> Caleb mentioned, uh, I think we are talking about earlier, the remaster that they yeah, did yeah. for uh, PS4. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, to help do the press for that, Tony Hawk came out with his uh, signature Chipotle burrito. Mm. You guys remember this? Uh, made a lot of people sick. No, wait, what? <laughs> the, the Tony Hawk burrito, brown rice, black beans, chicken, tomatillo, red salsa, cheese, and guac. Tony E. coli hawk. <laughs> Tony E. coli hawk, which uh, kind of made me look into like other celebrity fast food endorsements. <laughs> All right. Shaq, I remember. Do you what want a Shaq? The, he, he was just like a commercial for uh, Burger King. Okay. Is it hot in here? Do you have like the me? description of the product and we have to guess the celebrity? <laughs> I don't have a game, but <laughs> we, we can make it a game. Do you guys remember the uh, Michael Jordan, the McJordan? The McJordan. That yeah. was 1992. Before my, before my time. Was it but a wee babe? That was, uh, what, what was the, uh, what was the McJordan, Caleb? What would you guess? Oh, the McJordan. I'll give you a hint. It's a burger. Yeah. <laughs> It's a burger. You had to gamble for McDonald's. it. It's, it's bull meat, I guess. It's from the bull. It was only available in Chicago. Okay. Right? Oh, okay. It was That's a special what. edition. It was so a, it's, it's like the deep dish burger. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds disgusting. Chicago's deep dish style burger mess. Yeah. yeah. It was a special edition cheeseburger. It was pickles, raw onions, circular bacon. Not sure what that is. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> Pepperoni. All inside a sesame bun. Yeah, only available in Chicago. Uh, do you guys remember? Wait, wait. So it's just a burger with barbecue sauce. It's just a burger with barbecue yeah. sauce. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, the BTS <laughs> meal, which is I maybe currently available I at McDonald's. So McDonald's. I think I saw like I saw something that BTS was uh, sponsoring very recently. What would you guess BTS's signature McDonald's? It's vegan. I, uh, I don't know. McDonald's doesn't mess with that. I don't stuff. know enough yeah. about their. I, I don't know the song. I mean, I know BTS. I don't oh, know their songs. It's got the two sauces. That's correct. It's got two um, uh, Korean style sauces. Uh, it Jung? I wish. Well, oh, maybe okay. one one is a Cajun sauce and one is know. a sweet chili sauce. Oh, sorry. It's mm. also completed by a ten piece nuggets, a medium fries, and a Coke. Good for BTS. Get that money. These these just sound like the most normal. <laughs> it's that's do you the know how one? advertising works, Caleb? <laughs> Well, like, think about it. You're a celebrity and, you know, you put together a meal. You just have to, it's like, oh, that sounds amazing. What? It, well, it's just a burger. It's like <laughs> it's a, it's the track burger. listing burger. It's got burger and it's got American cheese and a tomato if you want it and condiments. It's your choice. A bun <laughs> and uh, fries on the side. And hot sauce. Track listing. Track listing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you live in California, maybe you know about this one. This is in Sherman Oaks. This is at Casa Vega. This is a collaboration they did with Fallout Boy. What? Uh, it's where you can basically customize tacos, but one of the tacos that you can customize is a crispy tortilla shell that you can fill with Cool Ranch Doritos covered in cheese. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of crunch. It's <laughs> a lot of crunch. <laughs> I mean, is that the tagline? No. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. That's, that's, oh, that's insane. Well, and then Ringo, if you remember Ringo and Pizza Hut... Ringo Starr? Ringo Starr from Beetle? <laughs> from Beetle? <laughs> okay, yeah, from Beetle. Yeah. Uh, which I guess, you know, he did a commercial for Pizza Hut in the uh, like late 80s, early 90s, but Ringo is famously... Do you think Ringo's ever eaten pizza? 
So <laughs> Ringo is severely allergic to garlic, onions, and spices. <laughs> And somehow he's a human metronome, but he's also <laughs> Ringo had never had a slice of pizza before <laughs> collaboration, but he helped Pizza Hut debut their first ever stuffed crust pizza. I'm sorry, it was in 1995. Okay, yeah, he helped debut their first stuffed crust pizza, and people were very confused because I guess Beatles super fans knew that Ringo was allergic to all things pizza, and um. I don't know the brand, the commercial made food history. I know Dude. there's one thing he's not allergic to, which is money. Cash money. <laughs> he doesn't mind taking it. Dude, Pizza Hut's <laughs> legacy is so strong. Mikhail, you know, Mikhail Gorbachev, the final leader of the Soviet Union yeah. was in a Pizza Hut commercial. <laughs> I do remember And that. it's like, Hey, I think, I think Gorbachev's doing a good job. I think he's doing a bad job. And he's like, I just like the pizza. And you're like, you, <laughs> It's like fucking Obama being in like a KFC commercial. Like it's it'd be so weird. Or like a, a fucking. No, it's like if he like a, he went to Syria and filmed a commercial for some sort of chain in Syria, and it's like, hey, I'm not your enemy anymore. Maybe the amount of money that people have made in that process too is absurd. So this year, the most recent celebrity fast food meal you can get again is at McDonald's. Travis Scott. Oh, yeah. Has a quarter pounder with cheese, bacon, lettuce, and an order of medium fries, barbecue sauce, and a Sprite. Nice. And he did that deal for $20 million. And I guess during that time, McDonald's saw like a 5% uh, revenue yeah. uptick in the sales of just like a regular menu item. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't to know. Feel you would like want a... it to be more customized. That's just like a regular McDonald's. I order. think this thing's being reverse like engineered where it's so this like, isn't Doughboys, but yeah, it's like the, the, the Brad Pitt meal is uh, all of the three day old buns with like our, uh, our chicken patties and like whatever condiments we have covered left over. in his signature cologne. <laughs> okay. How much money do you think Tony Hawk made from the, the Tony Hawk pro skater franchise? I think he was making about. Ooh, we know this. I think he was making six million ish a year. Then around the time that it came out for a steady few years, I think maybe he's probably made over a hundred million dollars from the franchise. I think it's the most money making thing he's ever done. Oh, I know. absolutely! Yeah. His, his yeah. net worth is a hundred and forty million dollars, and he he tells the story about like. I mean, how much did he make off of Gleaning the Cube? 20 million uh, <laughs> what was it the companion piece of that was thrash or thrasher right um but uh uh tony hawk tells the story about like he's like look i won't tell you i saw this podcast with him and he's like i won't tell you how much money i did make but um so you know the first four had come out and things were going good and uh, i had a my contact at activision who was like high up in there was like hey let's go to lunch and they were talking and he was like Look, man, um, things went way better than we ever thought they were going to go. And, uh, you know, number four is out and it's crushing it. Uh, number one is going into like classic sales, which is like uh, it's at a lower price point, but it's still like retaining like really good sales. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just going to, you know, here at this lunch, I'm just going to hand you this piece of paper. And it was a check for $4 million dollars. Just like, he's like, yeah, it's just like extra residuals that we thought you deserved. <laughs> just give him a check for $4 million just oh, sitting wow. there. And on top of everything else he was making, he was like, yeah, just, you you kicked ass, man. He's I holding it he and was... he's just like, this is for you. Huh? Huh? 
I want you to do a trick for it. <laughs> 360 heel flip. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of genius in the in the beginning stages because I believe, I don't know if we mentioned it, but they offered him a one-time buyout fee for the use of his name in all future releases, which he declined and yeah. decided to opt for a royalty or, you know, back end yeah, it was per a, copy sold. 500K, they offered him, and he said, no, thank you. Like, he outdid me- that, like, within two years or something. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. as far as, like, the sports franchise, like, you brought up uh, Jordan earlier, and it's, like, it's crazy to me that I can't think of, I mean, I think the dominant, like, uh, basketball game is just, like, 2K. It's, like, whatever, yeah. 2K. And, yeah. like, uh, I you know, FIFA is the dominant, like, soccer franchise. And then... Blitz. I think that is the NFL. Well, one? Madden was like the, <laughs> you know, it's like, I think that the, the most successful is obviously Madden, Madden which is like much more of a, I hope that he didn't take the one time buyout deal because it's like, it's that, you know, like Tony Hawk, it's, it's obvious that he had a lot of creative input in the original one. And I think that that's what made it successful. I mean, a lot of work by other people, obviously, but that's what made it stick out from its competitors. And that's what like carried it over into a franchise that was successful. Whereas uh, Madden was probably like, you got to have the plays. Yeah. You got to get more yards. And be like, okay, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, these endorsements, sometimes it's rarer than, than you would think that some, one of these like uh, endorsement, like partnerships actually is as successful as this. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, just in some, baseball, I think there might've been a Griffey one for Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. A couple, but then it just became, I think another 2k thing. Brett Favre's NFL quarterback club for <laughs> in 64. <laughs> Is that's that where oh, you can yeah. send photos of when you're playing online with people? You <laughs> send a right. little private photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't it's, tell it's, anybody. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just this between you and the, and the yeah. hotel um, person. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to hear track 10? Let's hear this it. This is the last track. Oh, yeah. This is Speed Dealer with Screamer slash Nothing to Me. This is a, I, I this is another funny like band name story. Is probably the only thing I have to say about this. So that they were uh, originally REO Speed Dealer, Speed yeah. Dealer, and they got sent a cease and desist. Right, <laughs> it's essentially the, the story of uh, Jack Black's character in uh, High Fidelity. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like we are, you know, Kathleen Turner Overdrive, and people are like, we are Kathleen Drive. We are drivers. We are. I saw some bands. interview with that singer, and he said that he he's like, don't quote me on this a hundred percent, but he's like, I heard that Kevin Cronin from Ario Speedwagon was throwing a birthday party for his fifteen year old son, and all of his kids friends came over and they had REO speed dealer shirts on and that's where he first saw it and was like what the fuck is this and he like called his lawyer and had them file a suit against oh, how would you do that on, i mean like what a grow up yeah grow up dude yeah rolling stone magazine did name REO speed dealer the top 10 best band names of 1997 mm. before they dropped the REO oh man they're from lubbock texas yeah i knew that i yeah. was gonna ask you guys uh, how did, uh, tell me about Lubbock. It's a dry county. 
It's uh, where Texas Tech is. I don't know if it still is, but it definitely was when I was growing up. And you have to drive outside of the uh, like Texas Tech area to get booze and then drive I'm back. I'm sure people just don't drink in that county. It probably fixes all the problems. And it totally worked. It totally worked. <laughs> and it's not like drunk driving is an issue there at all. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think anybody drinks at Texas Tech. Uh, I feel like it's a pretty calm school. Yeah, calm college campus. Not a lot of partying. Like, uh, going. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, get buddy of mine used to go to it's crazy. Wild. Yeah. yeah. I, miss, I miss my chance. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Go there now. <laughs> guns are illegal in Chicago, so problem solved. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, uh, <laughs> I don't know much about this. Uh, tell me about this, this song in the game. Any associations? I mean, you could hear this song when you're doing maybe a 360 Benihana. Yeah. Ooh, Benihana. Uh, maybe a 540 kickflip. Yeah. Or uh, the 1080. The manual. Uh, sort of broke the game. You could do like a nose manual, a manual, and I guess that's like you. That's how you linked the tricks to do crazy combos. Uh, that's right. So like you could do like a crazy kickflip, like whatever, land, and then you just continue to manual, and then it like keeps the trick going, and then you hit another whatever jump. And so the, once I figured out that, you just get like million point combos, and you kind of broke the game. Um, there was dark side where you could grind on the grip tape. Yeah. There was also like the little games within the game where you would like go around and collect letters or, uh, there was secret tape, secret tapes and to like do, you know, hit certain, uh, tricks within the, in each, uh, zone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was like the, I guess the story mode, sort of the, uh, what is it? The career mode. And then there's just like free play yeah player versus player play just mm-hmm. fun i had the split screen up and down i remember that was the f- one of the first games i played up and down split screen i'm not a i'm not a skater i haven't played this game i haven't played any of its uh competitive games but i i think it would be hilarious and it probably happened where if like the same year on the same like generation console there was a competing skateboarding game <laughs> That yeah. uh, that was made by people that had nothing to do with skateboarding, like dudes in suits and ties like, making the skate. Do the Kawasaki twenty five, <laughs> and it's like some like weird like somersault flip, and you're like, that's not. Wait, is this? Well, you, you keep mentioning gleaming the cube. Yeah. Um, I think that's absolutely what that movie was. Just like no one ever said the word like gleam the cube. That's like yeah. what, like uh, punk speak or whatever. What was that list you you compiled, Nick? Of like from our uh, singles episode it was yeah. like someone at a music label oh, made up um, i think like rolling stone oh, yeah, or new yeah. york times called big, the big, label big and was like label. give us some like grunge buzzwords <laughs> that we can like just like kind of fill us in <laughs> yeah. and the uh the, re- the woman at the reception just made up terms like uh bound and haggard so you think like tony hawk's older brother was just like ah you know when you're gleaning the cube everybody yeah. loves to do that <laughs> like, what are you talking about man? a term never used before or since we should say uh, to anybody listening that doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about it was yeah, a, a movie slater's an, uh, movie an 80s movie starring a young christian slater where it was like they were all skateboarding but there was some sort of plot that i can't remember and think, uh, a very young tony hawk is a skateboarder in that movie yeah and i think he was a consultant on a lot of the stuff because he was the only one that knew how to skate he's really young yeah yeah he's i mean yeah this was 80s and then i mean yeah, he, he was, he looks he like was he's 31 like, in 1999. Mm-hmm. So he yeah, was pro by the something. time he was like mid-teens, yeah. which is pretty wild. Yeah. Also, maybe he wasn't a consultant. I don't know. Um, but also, I like that Josh Brolin was in a movie called Thrasher that came out at the same time. Oh. Was it also about skateboarding? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
What? Same deal. They uh, did like uh, the uh, Kawasaki twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> I I like, that that sounds like some uh, impossible trick that has, <laughs> will never be accomplished. What? <laughs> the Kawasaki twenty five. <laughs> Also, I was reading that uh, the record label that Speed Dealer was initially signed to Royalty Records, I guess, uh, went bankrupt soon after one of their releases and kind of just said, like, all right, guys, well, as far as exposure and distribution goes, you'll have to figure that out yourself. Oh, God. Like the label's only job. Yeah. (laughs) Figure it out. I don't know. You guys, it's on on you now. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they're from Lubbock. At this point in like 99 uh, to maybe like 2005, there was a bunch of like, there was an emo and pop punk sort of Texas scene that I saw quite a bit of. It was definitely like an, uh, like a subculture uh, and like underground DIY venues, but it was a huge scene. Like an, even in Fort Worth, like there was like all these emo and, and ska and pop punk bands and stuff like that before we get to reviews i gotta i gotta mention something about this whole kind of like uh genre miasma of punk hardcore thrash uh, ska that we're listening to today mm-hmm. it's a kind of the general ethos of all of this is that we are people that don't want to listen to your fucking rules yeah. we might, you know we're doing our own thing no rules man just right, Outback Steakhouse. And, Track uh, listing signature meal. <laughs> but everything, the funny thing about the punk world uh, through like the 80s and 90s and 2000s is that it's like the most gatekeepingest uh, genre of music oh, yeah. that I know of. Yeah. Everything is like, we are hardcore, straight edge, punk, thrash. No, no horns. No, and it's like every... I feel like everybody is pissed off at everybody else making punk because they're not in the exact same genre. Yeah. And when you read these things, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like this band, they're the godfathers of punk thrash hardcore. Like, and it's like, <laughs> oh, we don't dis- we don't we don't associate ourselves with thrash. Yeah. We are strictly punk Scott. And it's like it's fucking bananas. These yeah. People have brain worms. I, I, I think yeah. that air er- like that area of music is responsible for like the you know like the absolute fracturing of um (laughs) genres which which you see continued today when someone's like well we're like more like dark wave synth than like chill wave synth if that Uh, makes sense i feel like (laughs) like most discussion of like musical genres comes from music writers and it's a way to like try to try to describe through writing a thing that people are listening to yeah and we're definitely in an age now where since everything is so uh referential to other like prior movements that it's it's a way that i'm sure that bands consider themselves you know they probably have a a kind of succinct like way to describe themselves it's a mixture of a bunch of things but I feel like punk was one of the first movements where they were so insistent on defining their own space inside their space that nobody else really cared about that much. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's punk, baby. It's, I've seen they, they recent punk band interviews so as well, where you know the interviewer asks the uh, pigeonhole question, you know, like what kind of music do you guys make? <laughs> And they, you know, go out of their way to say, you know, this is not a punk band. And yeah. if you listen to the music, it's just, you know, it's punk music. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't it's funny and crazy. Yeah. And like, uh, there's nobody that a punk band hates more than their own members of their own band. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> well, that it's kind of why a lot of these bands on this soundtrack, and uh, you know, a lot of other punk bands, you know, there's just the it goes through these phases of uh, hiatuses. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, and some of them and die of, out and some of them keep a, going. And a lot of lawsuits too, I should say. A lot of lawsuits. You know, Goldfinger is a band uh, that's like still playing music today. Speed Dealer. I don't know what they're up to exactly. Yeah, but. not a lot of these bands made it out. Like Primus and Goldfinger are maybe the only two. Dead Kennedys, maybe? No, no. I don't no, think they're... No, no. they're well, they haven't made music together in a while. They, I think they're, they're together older, without... Uh, Jello is just Jello like Biafra the, is on... I don't think that he's performed with the band since like the late 80s he's, or something. Too busy collecting... I think... Corporate musicals. The rest of the band, I think, sued him and got the rights to perform the music without him. Yeah, yeah, That's part of the settlement. But also, it's like, you know, once you turn... 35 the punk lifestyle really wears on you you're like i can't sleep in a van anymore my sciatica's <laughs> i have i have a I mean, family that i have to support now but it kind of you know yeah yeah i mean i'm not a, even enough of an expert but it's like the black flag like and yeah. like henry rollins band it's kind of like uh they fucking hate each other yeah maybe rightfully so is the skateboarding <laughs> lifestyle sustainable uh, apparently apparently you can skate for a while i think tony you, hawk made it happen you get you get <laughs> better at stuff. like not mm-hmm. falling i guess but those falls still like i mean remember out there everybody the safest place is on your board okay when you bail that's when you get hurt stay on the board okay yeah you gotta commit you dude gotta there's commit. a there's a new jackass movie coming out and there was some promotion and uh pictures of johnny knoxville who's probably only 10 years older than me and he looks sore man dude yeah they don't have to put the uh, grandpa makeup on him anymore <laughs> look at bam he looks good uh, look bam, at bam, bam looks dude. bam's on the outs he's not going to be in the new movie i don't oh, think yeah what's I bam mean, up to uh some some uh, substance abuse problems i think he couldn't clean up for the movie steve-o against all odds looks great yeah, he looks Steve exactly the same doing the best out of all of them and like i would that is not the horse i would have backed <laughs> that is like the the real m night Shyamalan ending to the jackass movie it's, it's very true it's like, like clean looks and sober exactly and he's, the same. He's like well spoken like yeah. has nice glasses looks good and he goes and he, he was doing the stand-up thing for a bit like he would just yeah, kind of yeah. story tell and then he'd do some amazing like circus tricks at the end and like uh, is like a genuinely nice, like positive influence in the world. <laughs> like, I mean, I think that Johnny Knoxville is pretty awesome too. But oh, yeah, uh, I love Knoxville. But you yeah, you sure. can see the miles. You can see the miles. Oh, man. That says a lot for therapy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's true. All right, guys, well, that is. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot for therapy. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Nikki, for the pick. Yeah, it was a great sound. No problem. Uh, before we finish the episode, we are going to have to rate and review. And uh, to do that, we are going to pick our most favorite, least favorite. I guess for you guys, uh, what was the song that you were most excited popped up during the video game? Which was your least favorite? And how many out of uh, 15, what was what was the unit we're using? 360 kick flips. 15. 360, 360 heel flips? Heel flips. Melons? Yeah, yeah. 360 heel flips. Uh, 360 heel flip. Out of 15 Chris, 360 heel flips. Why don't you lead off? Okay, I'm going to say favorite song on here has got to be Police Truck by Dead Kennedys. Close second and third in that order. Uh, Superman and Jerry was a race car driver. Those three, I, I still listen to those songs today. And I think about Tony Hawk every time I play them. Um, least favorite song. Uh, golly. I can replay anything you want to, if you want to hear something. Yeah. You know what? Can I hear psycho vision by suicidal <laughs> tendencies? Yeah. That was track number five. Five. Yeah. Here's track five. It 
No, that one was good. Bullshit. No, 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 no. Was it vilified? Evan Rude? I thought you wanted to be my friend. I thought you wanted to be mine. When I see your face for yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> worst song on the soundtrack goes to... There it is. Even, there it is. <laughs> worst with a bullet, Even Rude. Not to be confused with Evan Rude, the um, <laughs> propeller manufacturer. Um, Very good. Deep, I, deep cut, Chris. Deep cut. Uh, if, you, if you're on the water, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Extreme sports. <laughs> Extreme sports. Get in the game. <laughs> Uh, Texas Best Kept Secrets, Wakeboarders. Uh, that's the truth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> What's happening? Uh, sorry. All right. uh, out of 15 360 heel flips, I'm going to give this sucker... Godly, guys, I can't separate this from nostalgia. Um, I think listening to it start to end, I was a little disappointed. Uh, it is. I remember loving these songs, playing the game, and now hearing them all um, in succession, uh, I wasn't too excited about like uh, two thirds of this whole thing. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, I have to give this a, a, a somber eleven point five. Eleven point right. five three sixty heel flips. flips. Yeah, that's right. All Thank right. you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. You Nikki, do you want to go next? Sure. Out of zero to fifteen, three sixty heel flips. Decimal points allowed. I mean, this soundtrack to this video game basically sums up middle school for me. <laughs> and um, you know, I was kind of thinking about what this collection of songs would be if it was not in a video game. It would just be like, no, that's what I call punk ska volume three. Yeah, which I I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, you know, skate very, park jams, <laughs> skate park jams. Oh, one. Um, you know, I'm glad that they decided to finally issue a soundtrack version of all these songs. You know, this uh, was released on uh, vinyl only uh, for some reason this year. And uh, you can get it in blue or red, I believe. Nice. And um, I would say favorite track. I would pretty much agree with everything that you said, Chris. Favorite track, Police Truck by Dead Kennedys was also excited to hear Jerry was a race car driver. Thank you for saying that, by the way. Superman. Those three. Those are the ones. Yeah, those are the ones. <laughs> and I was kind of a little bit bummed out listening to the whole thing with some of the others in the middle. Um, I think I'm going to also agree that my least favorite is um, Evan Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Even Rude vilified. Oh, I was also kind of excited to hear uh, Euro Barge by the Vandals. That was another song that I... Yeah, used to listen that's to a good bunch. Track. That's a good and as far as a rating, I mean, it's very difficult. And it's something we talk about a lot on the podcast is like if the soundtrack can be separated from the movie, yeah, uh, you know, and like what is the va- in, intrinsic value there? But this is not something that I can separate from the game. <laughs> it's just burned into my brain. Yeah. And because of that, I have to give it a high rating. There we go. I'm going to give it a 12.0. Nice. Uh, right. 360 heel flips. Thank you, Nikki. Caleb. Good review. Good review. Yeah, so I'm I'm the only one that doesn't have any prior attachment to the soundtrack, which puts me in a little bit of an awkward spot. I agree with both of you. I think my favorite track is Police Truck by Dead Kennedys. All right. It definitely it's it's funny that it belongs to such a different era. And I think the like the biggest the biggest accolade I can give to this soundtrack is that it's so even. And I it makes sense, but like uh everything makes sense and it's kind of hard to pick a least favorite track because everything 
it does kind of there's no terrible tracks in my opinion and even though this isn't a lot of genres that I, i'm a big fan of i was obviously growing up jerry was a race car driver was a track that i, I listened to a lot but uh for my least favorite i think i gotta go with the ernie's here and now uh when i get into kind of like a little bit of a, a lazy scratch in the background that's something that's uh little bit of a pet peeve oh you're talking about turntablism <laughs> yeah i mean i like turntablism but i the rap rock thing especially when it's kind of a half-hearted uh generation two like maybe we uh, add a little rap rock into our ska it's like nah, I don't really like it. <laughs> uh so that's my least favorite this is uh free from nostalgia i'm sorry to say i gotta give this i'll give it like a 6.5 360 heel flips for me okay all right, okay. but I am gonna have to download the video game and uh, yeah, maybe play the maybe play the fucking game. <laughs> play the remaster. Yeah. I watched yeah, the yeah. videos. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> All right, guys, that is Tony Hawk. We're gonna have to recommend a track. Yeah, okay. one of our favorite bird songs. Uh, I can go first if you guys don't mind. Bird songs, please. Bird, bird songs. Song. So the North American Cardinal. Uh, no, Uh-oh. <laughs> <that>? another podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's open the James Audubon. Uh, <laughs> Was right. that Vince Neil? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, my song, my pick is from 1976. I know that this was a pick that, uh, I, I believe this was a pick that, uh, that Chris was also going to, we did a little bit of prior communication to make sure we didn't overlap because I know yeah, that you we, guys are fighting about it. I know that we both love this song and I thought that you might go for it as well, but I took it. It's my song. So from 1976, <laughs> this is a band, uh, it's two twin brothers, which in the seventies means that you had to form a band. band yeah. Uh, and so the song that I love by the Alessi brothers is called Seabird. I don't listen to the news no more. Like an unwound clock, I just don't seem to care. This world isn't big enough to keep me away from you. I love this song. These guys, a jam. Uh, they had a little bit of fame in the seventies. This is definitely has that kind of uh, AM gold sound that I love. Uh, some like Hammond organ. Um, maybe it's not even Hammond organ. Some sort of like a. It's got like a Arp Selena, like a string machine That's, happening in there. I, I love that warm synth sound uh, in the seventies, and they. I think they had like a long and successful career writing and producing for other people so don't feel bad for these twins they had a great career but i love this song yeah good do, you, do like listening to that song i'm like one of them has a lisp or maybe both of yeah. them have a lisp well and <laughs> and to sing seabird as your most popular song is like i think that to be fair uh, i think this that song is only the most popular in retrospect i think right. they had a big hit off of the same album with well, they had a hit off the same album with another song and then this song has been uh, rediscovered. It was in a Taika Waititi soundtrack for uh, Hunt for Wilder People. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been in some movies and it's having like a little bit of an afterlife, which is nice. It's a great jam. And it's, um, you know, for all you listeners out there, it's uh, best not spar with the seabird because uh, Enum's the souls of sailors. So, so. <laughs> oh, man. Bad luck to spar with the seabird. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of seabirds, 
Chris, do you have a pick for us? I do, I do. I've got this song uh, from 2011 by a band called Tennis. And uh, this was off their debut album. And um, it's a husband and wife duo out of Colorado. And uh, I heard about this song, Pigeon, uh, because my lovely girlfriend, Kelsey, put it on a mixtape called Romantic Mixtape Volume 2. So let's take a listen to that. Ooh, a little bit too much information. Too much info there? Should I <laughs> no, back that's up? Good. That's good. All right. All right, all right. No editing left. <laughs> let's hear some of Pigeon by Tennis. Tennis is a pretty uh, pretty good band. I uh, I kind of got into them a little late. Um, I've only been listening to them for a few years, and they've kind of been around since 2011. I remember they're they're a bit of a um, a sensation uh, in the indie game for quite a while, in like maybe 2015, 2016. But yeah, uh, yeah. definitely kind of a throwback sound that I could appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so many sounds today are throwback sounds. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen to our it's previous the only episodes. way forward <laughs> is back. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. That's great. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, Kelsey. Thank you, my girlfriend. <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do you have for us? Bird songs. Bird songs. Uh, for bird songs, I'm going with the informal definition of... Uh, Charlie Parker. Of Cuckoo. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a song from the album Dear Catastrophe Waitress. This yeah, is I know what this is. Bell and Sebastian. This uh, album was released in October of 2003. And this is track number six from that album, I'm a Cuckoo. Sorry for myself, I keep taking everything to be outside. I'm happy for you, but now I know this hurt is poison too sharp to be bad. I'm sitting on my empty bed, I'm on my empty bed at night. The fever grows, it's pounding, pounding. Rather be in Tokyo. I'd rather listen to Thin Lizio and watch the Sunday Gang in Harajuku. There's something wrong with me. I'm a cuckoo. Sebastian. I was lucky enough to get to see them play that song live in 2010 at one of those Williamsburg waterfront concerts that I used to live across the street from. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. And um, I love the lyric that uh, Stuart Murdoch, you know, he's like, I can't rhyme Thin Lizzy with Tokyo, <laughs> but I can rhyme Thin Lizzy-o Lizzy-o with Lizzy-o. Tokyo. Yeah. I love that he does he does the Thin Lizzy-o line, and then there's a little bit of a guitar lick. Homage. They yeah. do that dueling guitar. It's so great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely my favorite Bell and Sebastian song. It's a great song, a band that I like quite a bit. There's also a really good remix by the Avalanches 
that you should check out. Oh, I should check that out. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, great pick, great pick. Yeah, you, you had a great pick there too, Caleb. That's These great. are three you had great, a great picks. Pick, Chris, I did. Too. We yeah, all had yeah, great picks. You guys. We might want to put this segment at the top of the episode. This is a great segment. <laughs> a great segment. Thank you to uh, Birdman himself, Tony Hawk. Yeah. This episode's for the birds. This this is for, the birds. <laughs> this is for the birds. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Before Good we stuff. go, Chrissy, it's your pick next week. That's right. Do you want to give us any hints? Do you even know what we're doing? I think I do. I mean, in honor of summer, I think this is going to be the best 500 days of our lives. Don't you think? That's a long summer. I think I know what you're picking up, what you're putting down. <laughs> 500 days of summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a long one. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. How many tracks? 500. Oh, okay. uh, one for each set. No, sixteen <laughs> 800 tracks, eight hundred CDs, eight hundred yeah. CD combo. Uh, no, I think it's a great soundtrack. A lot of people on Twitter and Instagram have been shouting it out. So uh, this is uh, some fan service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and it's a great soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack, and I like it. So, thanks everyone for listening. If you go to Chipotle, make sure to ask for the Tony Hawk. Yeah, we forgot the uh, the Live Moss lifestyle that Dave Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how did we miss that? <laughs> great sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening we love you we'll see you next week bye bye bye, bye.